Welcome to Cypherspeak, Artifacts, Ciphers, and Podities. I'm here with my co-host, Darcy, who is an enthusiastic game ambassador who mutates mollusks. And I'm here with my co-host, Troy, an inquisitive game master who plays to find the end of the story. And this is Cypherspeak. Today, our artifact is 221B Baker Street, a recursion in the strange seeded from the many pieces of fiction surrounding Sherlock Holmes. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar with the cipher system setting called the strange, Troy's going to break it down for us. So this is the quick pitch for the strange. So characters in the strange live on a modern day earth, but they know a secret, uh, something that not everyone knows. They know that beyond our world lies another level of reality called the strange that hosts small, isolated worlds, many of which are based on fiction originating on Earth. Player characters go on missions to defend Earth from the dangers these worlds called recursions pose. And here are some examples of recursions within the strange so you can get an idea of kind of how broad and interesting these can be. The first is Arden. Arden is a recursion of extravagant sorcery, mystic blades sheathed in living souls, and an evil god called Lotan the Sinner, whose prison is the world itself. At its core, Lotan burns. Arden is actually a recursion based on the code of a fantasy massive multiplayer online game. So that's kind of how it came to be is the code of this game was uploaded into the strange and this recursion sprang into being kind of on the other part of the spectrum of what a recursion can be in the strange is rook this is a recursion that uh, has been around for a very long time it's a land of almost like cyberpunky or biopunk technology there are miracles of biological enhancements there are these uh, feuding factions that have had arguments with each other since before humanity even had evolved so rook had been there as a recursion before humanity evolved on earth because the fiction came from a group of people other than humans through a weird event in the technology that makes the strange possible these recursions possible rook like crashed into earth or like wherever earth lives metaphysically so it's kind of like rook came from somewhere else but is sitting next to earth and uh you know is birthed from these fictions from another group of people which is really cool yeah rook is super cool the next one is from our mythology and that is a recursion of atlantis atlantis the recursion really provides some of the truth behind the myths of atlantis that we have its origins actually are from a different universe somebody traveled to, again, the metaphysical place that is Earth and set up a laboratory and it kind of grew and grew and eventually turned into Atlantis. And Atlanteans are actually humans that were taken to this recursion and experimented on and turned into a different race. So uh, a lot of cool stuff going on there. Okay, I'm going to show my like strange ignorance. Is that in the core book? Uh, no, Atlantis is in uh, The World's Numberless uh, and Strange. Of course it is. Okay, major plug for that book. It's amazing, <laughs> and it should give you ideas for any campaign in any system or world that you're running in. That is so cool. It's uh, I haven't fully read it all. It's just so good. Okay, now back to the other cipher, the, the other recursions. Um, Rebel Galaxy is one that I do believe is in the core book, correct? No, uh, yes. no that's uh, World's oh. Numberless and Strange as well. 
Dang. Okay. Well, uh, Rebel Galaxy is a recursion created from fictional leakage from action-packed space opera films and books. So we're going to refer coyly to blasters, spaceships, and laser swords that might be found there. Um, Also, large uh, villains in weird breather masks who might be terrorizing the galaxy. So... um, (laughs) Exactly. So that's Rebel Galaxy. The next one is uh, also from World's Numberless and Strange is Zed America, uh, which brings in some of our favorite zombie fiction. And it's a representative of a future where life goes on after the zombie apocalypse. So humanity did actually manage to survive to some degree. However, most people now live in like large, secure strongholds. And, you know, life goes on in this recursion. And according to uh, the book, not all zombie recursions are so lucky. Awesome. Another one from uh, Worlds Numberless and Strange that is my favorite is called Desktop Terren. That's how I'm pronouncing it. So when players are usually going to recursions in the strange, they take on a form that makes sense for that reality. So if they're going into Rook, you know, they might show up as one of the alien races or they might show up with like a lot of weird body mods. You sort of get reskinned to be in this world. In Desktop Terrain, you get reskinned to be an inanimate object sitting on a desk in like an office room. So you are like a coaster or you're like a chapstick or I don't know, like a router or something. <laughs> like you transform into this inanimate object. And so the theories about what this recursion is, is that uh, like some recursions, it was actually created by people who had certain tools and knew certain secrets to actually build a recursion intentionally as sort of a trap. So you would lead people here and they would get trapped as inanimate objects, which is my favorite thing possibly of all time. <laughs> It is pretty cool. I like to think that I would be like one of those little golden pen holders. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's what I would turn into if I ever recurse there. I want to be a bird that dips its head into water. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want out of life. <laughs> okay, so those are those are some example recursions. I think we picked some exceptionally weird ones, but that's fine. Because today is going to be about diving into one specific recursion that I thought had a bunch of pages written about it in literally any of the strange material, (laughs) which is the Sherlock Holmes recursion. Of course, as soon as I pitch this to Troy, we both go to check. Uh, You know, we've committed. It's too late now. (laughs) There's nothing in those books about Sherlock Holmes' recursion. So sorry, guys. This is going to all be coming from us. And uh, a little bit of Moriarty is referenced in the the book of instant adventures of the strange. But that's it. So we're going to talk about 221B Baker Street as the Sherlock recursion, which had like a paragraph in the Strange Core book. And we're going to take two different perspectives here. Troy's going to talk about adventures that your players could have in that recursion. And I'm going to talk about what interesting adventures you could have from things coming out of that recursion or sort of the go-betweens, right? So Troy, do you want to start us with uh, your perspective? Sure. So these are things that generally would happen in... 221B Baker Street recursion. And so one of the most common reasons that your players might look to go to this recursion would be to seek out the help of Sherlock Holmes to solve some problems they might have. I mean, he is the world's greatest detective, and that's really built into his fiction. So if your players have maybe a set of clues and they can't figure out what they mean or where they lead to or or maybe what the bad guy is going to do next, 
if they take all of this to Sherlock and present it to him in a way that can lead him to some answers, he may be able to give them uh, these answers. Now, you have to be careful when you go and talk to Sherlock Holmes because, as I said, he's a pretty smart guy. And he will potentially try to catch the players in something that doesn't quite make sense as being part of his world. Uh, And then suddenly the players have Sherlock Holmes asking them a lot of uncomfortable (laughs) questions about where they're from and where this information comes from. And what is a nuclear bomb? Whatever, whatever it is that they came looking for a solution for, maybe it's something that wasn't around in Sherlock's time and thus is something that he maybe has never heard of, but will start to draw some conclusions and draw some things out for that. So I think it's interesting that going to see Sherlock is a double-edged sword. He might mm-hmm. solve your problems. He might create new problems for you. And your players may not necessarily know that this could be a downside of going to see Sherlock Holmes. So that's kind of the interesting thing about taking problems to him. Keep that as a special surprise for them. (laughs) Yeah, don't mention it to them. (laughs) The next one is characters could be tracking a master thief, a quickened individual who can hop from recursion to recursion. And maybe they end up in 221B Baker Street. Once there, they could be tracking a native of the recursion who gained the spark, or they could be tracking someone who is getting advice from someone in the recursion. Maybe they've made 221B their home, and that's because they have easy access to Holmes or Moriarty. Imagine somebody who can jump from recursion to recursion and do all these things, but they have a home base here in 221B, and Moriarty is helping them plan all of their heists and hijinks, right? So you have a huge criminal mastermind helping them out. I just think that that's another interesting way that you can kind of bring the players maybe into opposition or alliance with the inhabitants of 221B without having them directly be the bad guys that they're, they're trying to hunt down. So another thing, if your players maybe start to frequent 221B, something interesting that you could choose to do is you could have the look or portrayal of Sherlock Holmes change whenever they go back to the recursion or maybe even in the middle of of meetings. So say they get to uh, Sherlock Holmes' apartment and they are meeting with Robert Downey Jr. and his Sherlock Holmes. And at some point, he needs to think about something or he needs to go get a (laughs) reference manual. He walks into his bedroom or the library or the other room there, and then he comes back out, and then it's Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes. You know, there's been a lot of great Sherlock's over time. You could go to Christopher Lee. You could go to the great mouse detective. Yeah. Basil of Baker Street. (laughs) Yes. Even you could, you know, do the same thing with the Watsons or Moriarty's. And you could mix sets, right? You could have one Sherlock with a different Watson and just be mixing up that different fiction and the different people who are involved just to give your players an idea that, yes, this recursion is spawned from fiction, but the fiction that is kind of in control at any given time is in flux. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. I really like the idea of mixing the sets. (laughs) Yeah. You can just get a lot of interesting characterization and, and change it up. 
Mm-hmm. And keep your players on their toes too, you know? Yes, yeah. And I think the the last idea I have is that somehow your players get wind that Holmes has gone missing and the players have to find him. But during the time that he is missing, so maybe they're they're spending some time going about, and this kind of bridges a little bit into what Darcy's going to talk about, you know, they may be going to other recursions looking for Holmes. At the same time, maybe they have to act in the stead of Holmes mm-hmm. in the 221B recursion because somebody has to be thwarting Moriarty and stopping all of these crimes. Otherwise, the whole fiction of this recursion would just fall apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be a really good thing to throw in if they've already had an adventure with Holmes, right? And they've maybe met some of these NPCs who are having these like problems that need to be solved you know if you can tug on their heartstrings a little bit with those npcs they've already met i think that'd be really cool yeah definitely you know they they meet holmes and then they meet some other people there and then mysteriously through the power of the strange right they get a letter from the recursion that holmes has gone missing and you know watson has sent them a letter or whatever it is yeah absolutely something like that you know would be really interesting if they've kind of been around there and, and you know have something to go back to so so those are just a few you know of the ideas of what you can do within the recursion of 221b baker street now what if the recursion starts to bleed out into other recursions. What do you think, Darcy? How would that affect our world and what different adventures could our characters have? Yeah, especially for this perspective, something I had to think a lot about that often comes up in The Strange is asking yourself what kinds of things you expect people to be able to cross the barrier between recursion and Earth, right? There are lots of uh, ephemera, like, you know, if you go to a Wild West recursion and you've got your cool sheriff's badge, if it's not a cipher, which has special rules, that badge is probably going to be gone or transformed back into your, like, I don't know, Mickey Mouse pin or whatever it was before, right? <laughs> and and you don't have a sheriff's badge anymore, and that's sad. So uh, <laughs> it's tricky to think about which things can actually cross that barrier, right? And so, mm-hmm. like Troy said, information, like if you brought a case, Sherlock could help you solve it. You know, so information, insight, ciphers can come across, entities who gain the spark and sort of realize that they're in a recursion, they can become self-aware, they might be able to recursion travel like you, they're, I think they're, if they have the spark, are they necessarily quickened? I don't think that, I think it gives them the ability to be quickened, but it doesn't mean that they are. Okay. So people who are self-aware, you might be able to help them cross over into other recursions, sort of become more of a mobile independent entity. Um, And I think there's some examples in the book about certain ways you can bring things over directly from recursions. You know, in in opposite gates, there's basically special, really hard to get tools and techniques you can use to drag things from one recursion to another or to Earth. And there's a really cool short story about that, that I think Bruce Cordell wrote there's that book of short stories in the set in the strange and there's one that's basically like a dragon gets pulled to earth but it's you know it's under these new laws of reality right fantasy doesn't rule in earth and so it's sort of dying and it's still trying to be a nasty scheming dragon but it's uh hanging out in the sewers it's super cool those stories are really helpful for thinking about that um Mm -hmm. 
So as soon as I heard about the strange, I got really excited because I was I realized I could play like my holodeck adventures from Star Trek, <laughs> um, and I was so on board. So that's kind of where my head's been at a lot. It could be used to run many different kinds of uh, scenarios that are very different from that. But I really dig the holodeck adventures, and um, there are two episodes that I'm thinking of from the Next Generation: Elementary Dear Data and Ship in a Bottle, where you know Moriarty is uh, he's basically becoming self-aware. You know, they pull up a hologram of him, but he's figuring out what's happening and he's trying to escape. And so I think those would be really good adventure seeds, basically. I mean, even if your players haven't gone there, that recursion is happening. Either other people could have visited or just through stochasticity, he could have figured out what's happening and sort of gained that spark. So you'd have to ask yourself, what would Moriarty want when he left, right? And part of it, I think, would just be a time of exploring, right? The new kind of technology that's out here. Um, I think he has a habit of exploiting systems that look exploitable to him. So, you know, he could be messing with government, with banking systems, with NASA. There's so many things that he could be tinkering with. Yeah, I mean, I think that something interesting is if you have a plot where your characters don't know who the power behind what's going on is, you know, they might spend several sessions just trying to get to the bottom of who is the mastermind behind this. And then when the curtain is pulled back and it's Moriarty and they're like, oh, my gosh, and then he escapes or, or whatever, and then they have to try to hunt him down um, could be an interesting adventure to then, again, go to 221B. Maybe Sherlock also has the spark, but yeah. hasn't started traveling yet and your players have to like convince him (laughs) of what's going on and bring him along to thwart Moriarty or to help them along on their way oh that's so good or like to predict his next move yeah you know if he's like gone underground you have to go to Sherlock to figure out what his jam would be uh Mm -hmm. that'd be really good yeah so I think this is something you could you know even if you've been having a campaign you could tack this on at the end really it's a good reveal it's a good like behind the curtain reveal I was thinking another thing of what Moriarty might want were he to come out into the world of the strange. And that might be to get a recursion seed. They're these kind of artifacts. They're these objects you can get that I think might be similarly related to where ciphers come from in the strange. But it's basically an object that lets you birth a new recursion. And so you have choices about what kind of laws work here and you get to decide how big it is and what its nature is. It's very cool. And I feel like Moriarty might like I don't know, if I were a villain and I just escaped my enclosure, I'd want like a big hideout with my cool lair, right? And so I think, you know, he'd be building his own recursion to like have as a home base. Um, What's the agency of the estate? The estate is the agency on Earth that is looking to keep the secret of the strange to protect Earth from dangers that could come through it, either through recursions or through the strange itself. And so I think a good adventure hook would be that the estate has noticed that someone is trying to like figure out who has a recursion seed. You know, someone's been like hitting up their black market contacts. And so they want to keep tabs on anyone who's going to be creating something new, right? You might be sent to go figure that out. I think that could be a cool motivation for Moriarty. Yeah, that sounds really cool. While you were talking about that, I imagined that Moriarty's recursion would be basically a mirror of 221B, but where he lives in Sherlock's apartment oh. and Sherlock Holmes is the oh. most wanted man in the entire like it's so world good. or whatever. Use that. Use it. <laughs> Everyone, go home. Play The Strange. Use it. That's so good. I want to play that. <laughs> uh, oh, man. That makes me so happy. There's only one other big thing I wanted to say about Moriarty, and that is that Strange Revelations is the instant adventure book that has a really good adventure involving Moriarty, and I won't say any more about it. 
But um, if you're a GM or if you're interested in playing this kind of thing, tell your GM to get that book. I think even if you don't have too much information about The Strange, if you have Cypher System characters, I think you could hack it pretty well. Like, get that book. It's it's really inspiring. And there's a bunch of other good adventures in there in Mad Max world and Halloween Town sort of thing. Super good. The Moriarty stuff is fabulous, though. For sure. Yeah. Uh, for, for some other things that could happen sort of on the Earth side of things at this recursion, I, I thought a cool adventure hook would be recursion miners who are people who find out about recursions. They go in them. They root around for ciphers. And ciphers in The Strange are kind of bits of God code of whatever technology has created this strange um, the ability for recursions to form, things like that. And so you get bits of like God code that do a thing. And if you're quickened or attuned yourself to the strange, you can kind of tell, oh, that lamp over there isn't just a normal lamp. That's actually something special that I can activate and that if I take it from this recursion, it will continue being a cipher with that same ability, although it might take on a new form. It might become like, I don't know, like a, a maglite or something in, on Earth. So recursion miners are people who go into recursions, find a bunch of ciphers, come back and sell them or just collect them for different reasons. And so I thought the estate keeps good notes on known recursion miners to make sure they don't screw something up and endanger Earth, um, <laughs> <laughs> naturally. I was thinking recursion miners going missing. If Moriarty gained the spark and found people coming into his, his recursion, he might trap them and like interrogate them for details about Earth. And so maybe he's like entrapping them and having them teach them about ciphers. I think that could be a good start to a how Moriarty interacts with the world. Yeah, for sure. Sherlock or Moriarty coming out of the recursion as a sparked individual is rife with adventure opportunities. One thing I've been thinking about are like, what would the ciphers or artifacts you would find in a place like this? What would those look like? So like I said, recursion miners go looking for ciphers. What would cool forms, the 221B recursion, what would they look like there? Yeah, I mean, I think that the most obvious is that anything that comes out of that recursion would have some sort of investigative or, mm. you know, mental acuity, puzzle solving. To me, everything in that recursion just exudes yeah. <laughs> like that kind of stuff. So whatever they are, it seems like anything that you would find there would definitely lean towards that sort of ability. Yeah, absolutely. I was thinking, at least in uh, the Sherlock I know best, which is The Great Mouse Detective. <laughs> um, <laughs> Darcy, you need to watch the Benedict Cumberbatch ones. I have seen them, and I love them dearly, but The Great Mouse Detective. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so in the, the Benedict Cumberbatch ones, which are amazing, BBC ones, you should all watch. They're so good. They're like little movies. So Sherlock doesn't do like science he's just a purely logical guy he has books and things but in basil of baker street he's got some like weird flasks of things and he's doing a little bit of chemistry to also do investigation and i don't know how common that is but i was thinking either moriarty or holmes could have a bit of this mad science element to them where you get weird gadgets and ciphers could maybe take on strange jekyll hyde potions that you could have I think the little bit of the pulpy mad science could fit the cipher forms well here. I think absolutely that's another very interesting thing that you could find in that recursion. Mm -hmm. And of course, the hat, Sherlock's hat has to be a cipher. <sighs> Obviously. <laughs> the, the real question is, what does it turn into when you come back to Ooh, Earth? Please write in uh, what you think Sherlock's hat turns into. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. I think that wraps up the cipher segment of our, our episode. So we'll move into our podities. My podity this week, along the lines of our Sherlock Holmes recursion, is the I Live for Crits blog by James Walls. And he has a series of posts on a game he did that mixed Sherlock Holmes, Dark Sun, the D&D setting, and Star Wars together. Oh, uh, so, so good. <laughs> it, it was really good. A lot of things happened in there. And we'll link to at least the start of those posts in the show notes. But if you just want to see some actual play reports of where Sherlock Holmes got up to no good mm-hmm. in the... Uh, in the different setting mashup that is The Strange. Uh, those are great, great posts to read. Ah, that, that's so good. Uh, read his whole blog. There's so much good stuff in there. True, yes. Um, especially with mashups. He's, he's got a good mind for it, which is perfect for The Strange. Yes. Um, so my potity this week is that Numenera Character Options 2 just came out, and I haven't had a chance to read it much, but it looks amazing. So they introduced two new types, which is pretty cool. Like types are the classes of the cipher system sort of thing. So glints and seekers. So those will be really cool to check out. People seem to be excited by them. One is pretty investigative-y. I think that's what seeker mm-hmm. is. Yep. And apparently there's a descriptor called fabulous. And so uh, Jason Levine tweeted out that you can now make Ruby Rod from uh, Fifth Element in the cipher system. And it's perfect. Oh, maybe glints are like bards i think yeah i think it's like a fabulous glint is ruby rod yep Ugh. yep so everybody has to have ruby rod yes and you have to say it like that but i can't because i don't have troy's voice <laughs> <laughs> it's so good so uh definitely check that out i think there's probably going to be a lot in there even if you aren't playing numenera like the new descriptors look great um mm-hmm. so check it out i'm really excited the art of the first two pages that i skimmed through looks beautiful as always so nothing yes. new there We hope that this episode gave you some good ideas about how to use this recursion, how to play in there, gave you some inspiration. If there are other recursions you'd like to hear us talk about, please let us know. As always, you can reach out to us at Twitter. I'm at Darcy L. Ross. And I am at Troy P. 23. And there are many ways you can contact us besides that, like our email, cypherspeakpod at gmail.com. You can always find our episodes and leave comments at cypherspeak.com, which redirects to our misdirected mark feed. And three of you have already left us ratings on iTunes. I am so bowled over. So thank you so much for saying those kind words. You gave us great ratings. It really helps people find the show, and it just, like brightens my day immeasurably and if you are so inclined on twitter if you want to hit us up with the hashtag cypher someone we will attempt to give you a character sentence that describes you to the best of our ability so you know at the beginning of every show darcy and i describe each other with our cypher sentences and we would love to do it to you so hit us up with that hashtag and we will put you on our list So, Troy, you already know that my favorite Sherlock Holmes is Basil of Baker Street because I'm a monster. What is your favorite Sherlock Holmes? Oh, it's a tough call. Mm. 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 Music, music, music. Cypherspeak is a member of the Misdirected Mark podcast network, the media arm of Encoded Designs.